0: a series on forgiveness, a mini-series. And we said that forgiveness is a skill of discipleship. And we are here to be disciple-making, to help each other grow, to be more like the Lord. And forgiveness is so critical, uh, no matter who you are, to be a part of that. We said last week that no matter what kind of trajectory you're on in life, if you could just change even a degree or two we know that long-term, small changes will make a huge impact in your life. And how many believe that? And with forgiveness, forgiveness brings hope. It brings a promise of, of freedom. It brings strong relationships and peace and joy. But without forgiveness, if you have unforgiveness of any kind in your heart, there will be pain and isolation and fear. It will be unhealthy. And ultimately, And this is crazy, but no eternal life if you don't learn how to forgive. Now, I don't know if I'm just naive, and maybe it's part of my uh, optimistic behavior, but my prayer is that over these next few weeks, there will be tremendous life transformation in your lives. That's my goal. And the picture that the Lord gave me was that there were going to be stories that will emerge, your stories aligned with transferred knowledge where you'll get to learning and then stories will emerge and you will be able to share your stories with your family, with your friends, with your coworkers, with your neighbors, and there will be a transformation all across the lakeshore, bringing the kingdom right where you are. That's the picture that the Lord kind of showed me, and today we're going to give you some more tools to do that, and today's going to be a little interactive. Uh, I used to be a kids pastor, so bear with me, and uh, with the kids in the service, I thought, you know, we need to do something outside that engages them, and so we appreciate Deb uh, taking the offering, receiving the offering, and uh, we're going to use some students, and so... um, Children, uh, elementary primarily, probably no teenagers, uh, just be ready. I may pull on you in a minute. But last week, we reviewed a little from a previous series on forgiveness that we had done about three years ago. And we asked the question, what is forgiveness? And I want to just hit those points real quick. We've got some guests with us that weren't with us. And this is what we said last week, that forgiveness is not condoning. Condoning means that something's okay. If I came and hit Pastor Pete right in the nose, boom, bloody nose all over. How many would say that is not okay? That's not appropriate behavior. Is there anyone thinks that that is appropriate behavior? Just stand up, all right? Oh, pa- Pastor Bobby. All right, okay. Yeah. All right. That's good. Forgiveness is not condoning. It's not pretending that it, no matter what the offense was, not seriously wrong. And it's also not denying the pain or the hurt or the things that were said or minimizing those things. Forgiveness is not condoning. The second thing we said last week is that forgiveness is not the same as forgetting. Psalm 103 says that God, he takes our sin as far as the east is from the west, which is a pretty amazing verse. But a lot of people say, oh, God, he can forgive and forget. And maybe someone has told you, can't you just forget about the trespass or forget about the pain? Can't you get over it? Can't you forget it? And listen, sometimes we need to remember, don't we? If you've been lied to over and over and over or if you've been cheated, there are a lot of circumstances where you need to forgive, but remember what caused the pain as well. Number three, forgiveness is not reconciliation. This is important. Sometimes there are toxic people, dangerous people, and things may never be able to be the, the way they used to be. Things may have never go back to the way they were. You may never be able to be in the same room as the person that is, has hurt you. Things that once were whole, things that once were pure, now are broken, and you may not be able to reconcile completely. Now, the goal is ultimately always reconciliation, and that can be a process, but but it's not the same as forgiveness. Number four, forgiveness was different than justice and consequences. You may say, I forgive you, but you still need to pay. So if I hit Pastor Pete right in the nose, blood all over, I may still need to pay, right? I don't know what that would look like, but good luck. We know that with parenting. How many good parents here still believe God's word, spare the rod, spoil the child, right? We forgive our kids. We love our kids. We love them enough to give them a little spank once in a while. And that's part of forgiveness. There's justice or there's consequences. And sometimes reality, when there's life, sometimes a court order might be in order or maybe to call the authorities or to get a restraining order. And, uh, and I know that those things can certainly uh, help in some circumstances. Now, last week, when I talked about justice and consequences, I, I let you in on a little secret that I was struggling with the, uh, with the DNR, and I wanted to give you a little update. How many of you prayed for me this week as I went to court? All right? Well, uh, it is remarkable. It is the Lord, and, uh, and we'll need to turn off the uh, uh, recording just for one second. <laughs> classic new testament text in matthew chapter 18 where we said that forgiveness is personal everyone say forgiveness is personal personal. you cannot be mad at a business or a church or a district or an organization or any other group you are mad at the person that has caused the offense forgiveness is always, always, always personal. Number two, forgiveness is a process. And we saw that in Matthew 18, that taking one step in the right direction, even if there's deep pain and hurt and bitterness, the goal is ultimately freedom, but that doesn't always come overnight. And by the way, when you're looking for forgiveness, we need to do it with integrity and with unity and authority. We saw that in the text and it should be inexhaustible. Just like God's forgiveness for us is inexhaustible. And the third thing we said last week is that forgiveness is a choice. It is your choice whether to forgive or to die to not forgive, and at the end of the message today, we're gonna to ask every single one of you, young and old, if you will decide to start or to continue the process of forgiveness in your life. Now, I want you to grab the yellow sheet of paper that we gave everybody as you were on your way in, because on this, we gave you a definition of forgiveness, a workable definition that you can kind of cut out here, you can put it on your uh, stove or you know, put, take it with you in your car, put it on your mirror. This is something that you'll need to look at and uh, to to get this. This is from James McDonald uh, from out of Chicago, Harvest Bible uh, Church, and uh, this is what he says forgiveness is, and I like this definition. It says this, forgiveness is a decision to release a person from the obligation that resulted when they injured you. I'm going to read it one more time, and you can kind of follow along, read it under your breath. Forgiveness is a decision to release a person from the obligation that resulted when they injured you. Now, my son Logan and I, we once in a while, we'll sit down at the table and eat some cereal together in the morning. Now, if I dumped a bowl of cereal, Captain Crunch, all over my son Logan, milk and all that soggy uh, Captain Crunch because it got all nasty – of course, that would be wrong. Logan, would that be wrong? Yes, it would. He would not appreciate that one single bit. And as a result of my choice to injure my son, there would be an existing obligation. Are you tracking with me? If you are, say yes. In a sense, I would owe him something. There would be a debt I did something that was not right, and now I am in debt to my son. Now, Logan would have two choices. Number one, he, be- he could become bitter, and he could suffer over the wrong that was done against him. And boy, that's certainly an option. And you know what? A lot of us choose that at times. We will sit and moan or we will cry or maybe not out loud, but inside we burn inside and we become bitter and we suffer internally. Or there's a second thing that Logan could do. He could release me from the obligation that resulted when I injured him. Again, let me read it. Forgiveness is a decision to release a person from the obligation that resulted when they injured you. And I believe that as you get your mind around that definition, that there will be people that will come to your mind that you need to forgive. The specifics will flood your mind, and then you will have the choice, am I going to forgive or not. Now, I need three volunteers, three strapping elementary students, all right? Three students. Hands up if you're in elementary school, all right? All right. Three. All right. Ryan, you can come. Sydney, you can come. Come on up. And one more. Caleb. All right. All right. Come on. All right. Now, we're going to give you a little practice, and this is going to be somewhat interactive here. All right, so all the way down at the very end, Ryan, I want you to hold up this sign, and I want you to stand on this table. And every time we look at you and say total, I want you to just to hold that above your head. And when he holds it above his head, I want you to say total. All right, so let's try this. Let's see how they can do. All right, hold it up above your head. Total. Total. One more time. Total. You guys are doing all right. Now, don't do that unless I point at you, okay? All right, so if I turn away and you put it up and I'm talking and it goes up and I didn't point at you and I'm just talking, preaching away, we don't want that to happen, okay? All right, okay. All right. Okay, then, oh, all right. Sushi, Sydney, come on right up here, all right? When you... When she says, you can call me sushi. And I don't know where that came from. All right, same thing. When I point at you, we're going to say the word immediate. So, and then you're going to put it above your head. And when it goes up, everyone's going to say, immediate. Did anybody see her belly? Do that again. That was awesome. Ah! All right, maybe not so high. All right, okay, here we go. So when I point at you and we say, forgiveness is total and immediate. You guys are getting it pretty good, all right. And now the big thing is that when I point, you want to make sure you do it, and you want to do it immediately when I do it. <laughs> like really. There you go. All right, all right, we got it. All right, immediate. And then the third one, Caleb, This one because you're the smartest among us, smartest, and you're this is your last chance. Uh, it, you've already started youth group, I heard, right? You've been going to youth. And uh, you're pretty much, you know, as strong as any of the youth. And uh, you could arm wrestle any of the older boys. But anyway, this is a crazy word, unilateral, all right? So go ahead, stand up there, all right? And and when I point at you, everyone's going to say unilateral. Here we go. Unilateral. So when I say forgiveness is total, immediate, and unilateral... We want you to yell it out, and you can get a sore voice if you want. But I want to talk about these for just one moment. When we say that forgiveness is total, what that means is that it is permanent. You forfeit the right of reproach. When you see someone in the mall that has offended you years past, it's over. Those feelings, you need to keep those to the side. When we say it's total... It means that privately you are not judging someone. When we say it's total, Total. it's not that you're publicly sharing that either. No gossiping, no talking, or let's pray about what happened, (laughs) and you bring up the offense with someone else. It's total. total. Good job. Now, this comes from Psalm 103, and I want you to turn your Bibles with me, and we're going to look at this. This is that verse that I mentioned where it says that our sin is taken as far as the east is from the west, but the context here is amazing. Look at it if you've got your Bible with you. It says this in verse 6. It says, The Lord, this is Psalm 103, verse 6. give you a second to turn there. Did anybody bring your Bible? All right, three people. Okay, all right, just take my word. I'm going to read it. And I'm going to read what I said, all right? Here we go. It says, The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. How many are so thankful for that? Oh, man. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us with, as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Praise God. Verse 11, For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is the love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from him. What that's talking about is a total Forgiveness it's gone. It's permanent. And you know what? It's as far as the east is from the west. It's not as far as the north is from the south. Have you ever thought about this? We know where the north and the, pole, north and the south pole are. We could go find it if that was the case. It doesn't say it's as far as the north pole and maybe you can get there someday. No, it's as far as the east is from the west. It's forever. The second thing is that it's immediate. immediate. Very good. You guys are catching on. See, we were not created to harbor or to hold on to anger or bitterness. And unforgiveness inside, it leaves us broke emotionally. And many of you guys know this. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, and you can just take my word for it, that this is what it says. In verse 26, it says, In your anger, do not sin. And then it says something very precarious. It says, Do not let the sun go down, While you're still angry, and do not let or do not give the devil a foothold. What this is talking about is that forgiveness is immediate. So before nightfall, not the next day or the next weeks or months or years, today is a day. It is total, it's immediate. And God, he's going to help us to learn how to do that. I would just want to take a little second here to encourage every single one of you. Next Sunday could very well be the most important Sunday of this year, 2015, for your life. We're planning something as a staff. We're working on some things. We've talked about some things. Uh, that We're going to conclude this series on forgiveness, and you're not going to want to miss it. You're going to want to bring someone with you, and it's because... Forgiveness is total, it's immediate, and the third one is that it's unilateral. unilateral. Now, does anyone want to take a stab on what unilateral means? All right, well, I wouldn't either. What this means, unilateral means, it means it's to everyone and in every circumstance. That permanently, all the debt, all the balance, all the hurt, all the pain, the balance is zero. Everyone say it's zero. And that means it goes across the board. It's unilateral. And it's just so important that we understand that forgiveness is total, immediate, and, and unilateral. Very good. Now, I want to take you to two places in God's Word as we look at this. And you guys just hang out there, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, come back to you here uh, momentarily. There are two passages that talk about forgiveness. The first one is you're all going to know. In fact, you could probably quote this with me. But Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 15, it's the Lord's Prayer. It says this. It says, this then is how you should pray. Our Father, and you can say it with me, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Now, some of you did it in King James. I kind of did it both, all right, Uh, back and forth, NIV. But then it goes on and says this. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Verse 15. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive. Forgive your sins. Now, some people do not feel forgiven. And I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. Maybe you've been there before where you don't feel forgiven. And I would submit that it is possible, quite possible, that you are not forgiven. This prayer says, Lord, forgive us as we forgive others. And what's interesting about this verse is this is not the only place in Scripture. In Matthew 6, 12, and in verse 14, and in verse 15, it all says the same thing. In Matthew 18, which we studied last week, verse 35, says the same thing. Mark chapter 11, 24, in Matthew eleven twenty six, 26, all these verses, and Luke six thirty seven, which we're going to look there in a minute, they all say that if we don't forgive, we will not be forgiven. And what's interesting is that out of the whole Lord's Prayer, in verse 14 and 15, Jesus, he has to clarify. Because he, he says, this is how you should pray. And the disciples are saying, forgive us our debts, as we also forgive those uh, that have uh, indebted, been indebted to us. And he gives some clarity. And he says, for if you forgive men when they sin against you, you will be forgiven. If you don't, I will not forgive you. He brings clarity. It's the only part of that verse or that prayer that he has to clarify. The other thing is that in that context, it's a daily decision. It's not weekly or monthly or semi-annually. It is total, immediate, and unilateral. In church, you cannot afford not to participate in that kind of forgiveness. Otherwise, You will be spiritually tormented and physically tormented and emotionally tormented. Now, this verse in Matthew chapter 6, I want to link it with a verse in Luke chapter 6. Now, this, in the context, Luke 6 is not, uh, we often talk about this verse when we talk about money, but I want you to see the context here in reality. It says this: it says, Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, everyone say forgive. And you will not, or and sorry, and you will be forgiven. You will be forgiven. See, I'm just checking. See if you guys are paying attention. <laughs> Forgive and you will be forgiven. Verse 38 then goes on and says, Give and it will be given unto you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. Then it says something very important. For with the measure you use, we're talking about forgiveness here, not j- being judgmental. With the measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. With the measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Now I want you to take from Matthew chapter 6, forgive, God forgive me as I forgive others, and with the measure that I forgive, it will be forgiven, or it will come back to me. Now, the worst case scenario for everyone here, is that you don't understand these verses or you don't participate in these verses. Because if you are not willing to forgive, you will not be forgiven. God will not forgive you. But let's assume that we're all at least going to take a measure of forgiveness. And I need two volunteers, two strapping young men That are from the district office of the Michigan Assemblies of God. Very specific. Did you know we have got spies here at the Gateway Church? Our newly appointed youth director, or what's your title? Youth director for the entire state of Michigan is vacationing in West Michigan and showed up at the Gateway Church. I know you do, but I need your help. Are you willing to help me? And can you bring your son? I think I'm a spy. You're not a spy. All right, come on up here. Now, Now I was thinking about this, and you guys just kind of fill this space right here. I was thinking about this, is that oftentimes we will provide forgiveness towards others. And you know the Bible says? With the measure that we use, it will be measured back to you, all right? And so, so we get this, all right? And so let's pretend, <laughs> and man, I'm sorry. Your name is slipping my mind in the moment, Isaac. Thank you. I know that Isaac here. Let's pretend that your dad did spill some cereal on you this morning, and you're mad. But you decide to forgive, and so you just you know sh- shed a little forgiveness his way. All right. So just go ahead and do that, and just uh, you know a little water, little little forgiveness. Just give him a little squirt. That's right. All right. All right. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Now. Now, let's pretend, let's flip that back and forth. Let's pretend Isaac here has done something not so nice. That's good. All right, that's good. All right, now, this is what I want you to do. I want you to switch spots over here, and, uh, and just, you know, you can come over here. So, with the measure that you give, it'll be measured back to you. Everyone tracking with me so far? With, say it with me. With the, give, with the measure that you give, it'll be measured back to you. Now... The Bible says that forgiveness is supposed to be total, Total. immediate, Immediate. and unilateral. Unilateral. And we go around and we give a little forgiveness here, a little forgiveness there. But you know, when I think about total, Total. immediate, immediate, and unilateral forgiveness, I think of a little different than these little squirt guns. And so, I don't know what you did, Isaac, this morning to make your dad so forgiving. But he is forgiving you now. And we'd like to see what that total, immediate, and unilateral forgiveness looks like. Just give it to him. Let him have it. This is what God's forgiveness looks like towards you. Oh! And give him a big hand. All right. Very good. Good job. That was awesome. thanks man that just so we don't get anybody with another idea later i could just see that coming right over my head later so we want to eliminate any of that potential that'll be good (laughs) and you forgive me for using you for that all right thank you that's right because forgiveness is to be total immediate and unilateral now now I need your attention here. Just give me five more minutes, and we're going to wrap this up. The most self-loving thing that you can do in your life, self-loving, to be kind to yourself, is for you to learn to forgive. It's so true. John 13, 17 says, now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. And I believe that applies to forgiveness. If you learn to forgive, it will bless your life. And so, the question I have for you today is: Can you say, "God, forgive me the way that I forgive other people"? That's a hard thing to say. I, when I see that, I, even in my notes, I'm saying, "Really, is that what God? Is that how God works?" You don't even have to ask the question. That's just the way God works. You will be forgiven in the same measure that you forgive others. The fact is, there is no enduring relationships without forgiveness. It's total, immediate, and unilateral. Very good. A plus over here. Thank you. Now, I want to give you a little picture of what unforgiveness can look like. Because some of you are thinking here, you know, I don't really struggle with this. You know, I'm quick to forgive. And I shared last week pretty personally, you know, I was, you know, dealing with <laughs> issues of revenge, and I, I get that. But I want to give you a picture of what different forms of what unforgiveness can look like. Now, I don't want you to raise your hand at any point, but, you know, just kind of mark it in your mind. Because sometimes unforgiveness can result in murder, right, haste, slander. Unforgiveness ends in divorce or gossip or rejection. Unforgiveness is seen in the form where you are avoiding people just to punish them. Unforgiveness is seen when there's revenge and we know the escalating nature of revenge. Or if you start withholding good from somebody because you're mad. Or you transfer affection where once you loved them and now you're loving someone else in an equal fashion, but you're not giving the same love. Did you know that unforgiveness is seen in sarcasm and verbal hostility? Unforgiveness is seen when you label a person or call them a name or you ju- you're judgmental in any way, or there's a lack of mercy or compassion or bigotry or racism. There's unforgiveness when you're prejudiced. There's unforgiveness when you're bitter or angry or you give a negative response, You'd seen where internally you're wishing bad things to happen on someone else. And you're, there's unforgiveness when you start, and this is tragic, and this can happen, when you start praying against other people. See, a f- unforgiveness, it's toxic. It's dangerous, and it's sneaky, and it's subtle. But forgiveness is a decision. To release a person from the obligation that resulted When they injured you, offering hope in relationships. And we see that with God in Psalm 103, that he takes our sin as far as the east is from the west. He doesn't hold it against us. But we are responsible as Christ followers to give that same sort of forgiveness to others, to extend it. The most self-loving thing that you could do is forgive others in church, one more time, and let's give the, these guys a hand after you say this. Forgiveness is total, it's immediate, and unilateral. And let's give them a hand. Very good. Good job. Thank you for your help. She's awesome. I forgive her. (laughs) That's right. Listen, forgiveness is the only way, it's the only way to move forward. If you want to move forward in your life and you're holding on to unforgiveness, it's like the brakes are on. If you want to move forward, you must learn to forgive. And there may be someone here this morning that needs to receive forgiveness. In the fact that you've never given your heart to Jesus, I don't know everyone here, I don't know where you are today, or maybe you've accepted Christ, but you feel far, far away from the Lord, today, I believe, is a day of salvation. In just a moment, we're going to give you an opportunity to receive that forgiveness. But then secondly, we all need to learn, Christ follower or not, we need to learn to forgive and then to receive forgiveness as well. And I don't know what you may be struggling with, what the devastation was. Your life might be nicked up. There might be a plague of unforgiveness. There might be stories that only God knows. Betrayal, divorce. And I believe that God wants us to choose to give and to receive forgiveness. But with your head bowed and eyes closed in this beautiful setting, I want to ask you just a couple quick questions. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Savior and Lord, please, Would you surrender your heart to the Lord? It's the best decision you'll ever make. If you're here and that's you, I want you just to lift your hand. If you're ready to say yes to Jesus, all the way from the front to the back, anyone at all, saying, that's where I am today. I need the Lord. Yeah. Yes. Anyone else? Yeah, sure. Anyone else? You have a couple of very young people saying they need the Lord. Thank you. Yes. Amen. Amen. Anyone else saying, I need Jesus to forgive me of my sins today. Awesome. Isn't that exciting? Several people have raised their hands this morning, and we want to pray. We want to encourage them. I want to lead you in a prayer. It's a miracle prayer. It's uh, not the words of the prayer that are so miraculous. It's believing it in our heart that when we ask Jesus to forgive us, that he does that, that he does take our sin as far as the east is from the west. Let's pray this together. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you for dying on the cross so you can forgive me for all my sins. I'm sorry for what I've done. And I choose today to give my life to you. Every bit of it, I'm yours. Come into my heart. Make my heart clean. In Jesus' name, amen. And let's just celebrate. Thank the Lord. Amen. A couple kids, some elementary. Amen. Amen. God, he's quick to forgive. When you call on the name of Jesus, it says you will be saved. And in that moment, your past has been erased and cleaned. And what an incredible story that is. Now, the second piece of this is that we have the choice to forgive. And I want to challenge every single one of you here. And you may not even understand what this fully means. And next week, we're going to wrap up the series with this idea that it's our choice to do so. But you have the choice to receive forgiveness and also to give forgiveness. And if that's a desire of your heart, if you want to change the trajectory, even a a percentage or five or ten So long-term, it'll make a huge impact. If that's you and you're saying, boy, I need that, I need to receive or I need to give, and I'm choosing to do so today, I want you to stand right where you are, and I want you just to, we're just gonna stand together, and we're gonna close in prayer asking God, and maybe there's nothing in particular that comes to mind, but if you're here today and you're saying, that's my choice in my life, I'm gonna be quick to forgive, I'm also going to receive forgiveness. Would you just stand right where you are? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, on this glorious Sunday morning, rising apart, as we've gathered together, Lord, we stand here together declaring that we want to forgive We want to extend forgiveness. We also want to receive it. Lord, help us today to embrace this idea, to understand that it's the best thing we could ever do for our physical health, for our spiritual health, for our emotional health. God, help us to get our mind around the idea. And Lord, help us to just change the trajectory even the slightest bit so long-term, the impact will go on and on and on. Lord, I pray that you would just bless each one that's here today. And, Lord, we stand together, and we just declare that you are Lord of all and that we appreciate your forgiveness towards us. And, Lord, now help us to be more like you. In fact, I want everyone that's standing to say this. In Jesus' name, help me, Lord, to be like you. Say it one more time. In Jesus' name, help me, Lord to be like you. And God, we believe that that is possible. And we understand that it only happens with your help. We pray all these things in Jesus' wonderful and awesome and holy name and all God's people said together, amen and amen, amen, amen.